millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Just your friendly neighborhood producer, Zane C. Weber again. Just letting you know that again, due to technical difficulties, you will be getting another sneak peek into our Patreon-only feed with episode number 20, the 20th Amendment, Sexy Times, which is... Possibly the sexiest episode we've ever done. Not that it's particularly sexy, but we dealt with a lot of things to do with sex. So if you have heard this before, thank you for being a Patreon. If you haven't heard this before, why don't you become a Patreon? You'll get all of this great content as well as our regular feed. We should be back on schedule with the next episode next week. So stay tuned for that. And also a big announcement. We have some merch available on shop.spreadshirt.com.au forward slash that's not canon. A new old order has some merch up there. We have t-shirts and hoodies and and mugs and pins and everything you could ever want. So go have a look there. And yeah, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the episode. This is A New World Order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the nation of Zane Australia, and sitting with me at the table this evening in council... The People's Champion Sebastian of the United States of Sep America. And... El Presidente Jefe Grande Andrew Schossler of the Great Confederacy of Andropolia. And if you are listening to this, then we love you. You are one of the best people in the entire world. Jazz hands. Spirit fingers, jazz hands, hot <laughs> steps. How did you get so hot, <laughs> listener? <laughs> yep. You are one of our Patreons and therefore one of the very best people in the entire world. And what we have for you this evening are three sexy, sexy issues. Ooh, so, so sexy. Well, debatably, get... actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we. It's like we planned it that way. So. Hmm. I wasn't. Realized, I didn't realize that was the theme when I agreed to this. Good, too right. too hot for your normal RSS feed. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'm happy to. Um, mine is somewhat topical, being in Australia with the results of the um, marriage polls. Only they soon will, to come out. Yeah, they yeah. will be. When are they due out? The I thought they were like a month November? or two, didn't we? No, yeah, the end of November. Yeah. So yeah, so it'll, yeah, it'll be very about soon. This time. Uh, so somewhat, somewhat topical. The Andropolian Sentinel reports, we need a few good men who like men. Men? With military recruitment numbers down, there's been some discussion in civilian circles of relaxing sodomy regulations in the armed forces in order to allow homosexuals to serve openly. Wait, How okay, w- so they're not allowed now. I guess. Is that, that what that's implying? I guess it is. There are... Uh, what I infer from that is that at the moment, serving as an openly gay person is in the military allowed. is forbidden. Oh, so okay. The don't ask, don't tell policy is currently. No, 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 not even that. If 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 you are outed, you are outed. Okay. Classic. Which, which is what I am. <laughs> classic, you guys. A little bit backward, but you know, we were plucky pilgrims. Yes. When we when plucky, we got there, plucky pilgrims. You know, progressive defence was. <laughs> Not at the forefront of our minds when uh, the corn harvest has gone bad. However, with the occasional reports from the field of suspected homosexuals being beaten by their squad mates, some wonder if such measures are really appropriate for the notoriously conservative culture of Andropolia's military. Mm, sounds like you need to get rid of your military. <laughs> no, we can't. It's, it's, it's the source of our glorious uh, <laughs> cultural education uh, propaganda. True. Did I say propaganda? I meant education for our children. 
and re-education <laughs> of our adults yep. in those special camps where it's really easy to concentrate. No, we all know that these children finish school and go off into military service <laughs> to serve soup to homeless people. Yeah, of course. Which is a huge problem, I assume, in Andropolia. <laughs> well, there's no welfare. Oh, <laughs> or charity. <laughs> or religion. <laughs> no, that's right. No, no, no. Religion is fine. Ah, oh, just no. It's, you're, not, you're not permitted to proselytise to Children under 18. Under 16. That's no, right. 18. You, instead, so they have to go to the army. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Age, you reach the age of consent and you can vote and join religious clubs. And have sex legally. Don't ask, you don't can, tell. You can do it. You can do it long before that in Andropolia. That's fine. That's never, <laughs> that's never been an As issue. long as you're roughly the same age. Please. <laughs> please no 40-year-olds. And Anyway, yes? <laughs> hey, Sam, if no one's getting hurt, that's the American way. Do what you want. Yeah, but the kid's getting hurt. Well, how Not do, necessarily. What if they... <laughs> That's what there's the a, age of consent is about. That's exactly what I'm saying the age of consent is about. There's an age of consent in, in back, America. Back when chat rooms were a thing, oh, you know, I'm talking I'm talking way back in like, like in mid 40s. 2000s. What? <laughs> <laughs> back when they were sort of new and, and, and still happening. Um, I frequented a lot of, you know, um, uh, chat rooms where uh, sex was, you know, the topic, yeah. Either yeah. you know, you, you you were searching for someone, or you just wanted to talk about it, and it was some themed not, chat rooms that takes I, me back. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's so absurd to think of it now, but they were, I, I, and I used to love them because it was great. You you had a topic, you know, you you would go into that room and you would talk about that topic, and yeah. I was fascinated by how people had sex and what fetishes they had and what you know what really motivated them to yeah, be interested yeah. in it. I was talking to um, one woman who said that she. Lost her virginity woman at age in eight. Inverted commas. No, no, no. She Did was. You know she, was she was a woman. Well, she claimed she was in her mid forties from Sydney, and I had no reason oh, well, to, to doubt that. Why would anyone lie about that? Yeah, I had. Yeah. I had no reason to doubt that. But she was saying that she lost her virginity at age eight. Good lord! The story that she was telling me is that it was at her insistence. She um, had an older brother who was sixteen or eighteen, or so about about ten years, ten yeah, years older. Yeah. And she fancied one of his friends. She, at eight, I, I guess you can know about sex at age eight. And she, and, and she was particularly bright. Yeah. Um, so I guess even it's believable that at that age she would know what sex was and, you know, perhaps not understand the sort of emotional consequences of it. Yeah. Um, but certainly enough to know, oh, that, that looks like fun. I want to I try that. So the story she tells is that at age eight she went to – this um, best friend of her brother who was 18 at the time and said, I want you to have sex with me and if it's not you, I'm going to find someone else. I'm just going to go knocking down the street and and the first guy I meet, I'm going to do it because I really want to do it. It seems a bit fanciful, right? It's the internet. It it is the internet. There's no reason for it to be true. But it kind of brings up a very uncomfortable topic that you don't just become aware of what what it means to have adult relationships when you turn 18. We, For some people it takes much, much longer after that. Edging, edging in, into uh, Zane Australia's issue, which is about sex education. Um, then let's save the conversation yeah. for then and continue on with this. Number one, there will never be room for gays in our God-fearing service says Army Chaplain Aurel Rosé, absent-mindedly fingering the religious device of his office. That's On his gross. lapel. Stop doing that, you... F- no. <sighs> I mean, um, <clears throat> think about what it would do to morale. In the military, men have to eat, live, and sleep in extremely close quarters, and even consensual sexual relationships in the chain of command leads to leadership problems. It's just a natural extension of fraternization rules. And not only that... But our current policy is actually to service the poor, misguided souls. Since it prevents any temptation to act on their given perversion. I mean, preference. I mean, that's a lot, a whole bunch of straw man arguments rolled into one, isn't it? <sighs> he's an army chaplain, not a general. So he's there to serve a very specific role. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he can do push-ups like a champion. 
but other than that, my interest in his views end right there. Well, I mean, well, I guess it doesn't say whether women serve in the Andropolian military. I guess if they if if it's a heavily conservative, it has a conservative culture. Yeah. Notoriously conservative culture but in the military. But he did mention consensual sexual relationships within the chain of command. One of the options further along does say that women already serve in the okay. military, perhaps not in combat roles. Yeah. Perhaps it's very very much like um, the modern Western world where yeah, combat like, isn't if, really... If women are serving, there is zero arguments as to why homosexuals can't serve. Exactly right. Yeah. Because fraternisation would apply in exactly yeah. the same way. So he yeah he's he's saying exactly that that it's a it's an issue of fraternization but escalated because it's gays and that's yeah wrong for whatever reason you know insert made up insert made here. up reason it's insert god <laughs> insert god <laughs> a certain interpretations of god including the Australian Catholics and Anglicans who have recently come out as Encouraging people to vote no against same-sex marriage. Oh, good on them. Yeah. Even though Anglicans let uh, homosexual uh, uh, priests, or not priests, they're ministers and whatever. There's nothing so like sticking like, to your guns. Even <laughs> even in the in the stark... It doesn't matter how hard the winds are blowing. <laughs> spit, in, spit right into it anyway, right? Like, <laughs> no, this will be the right side of history, guys. Yeah. What's the next option? Now that we stop making fun of religious people. God doesn't enter into it, says Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Jacob Archer, head shaking. Times aren't changing. Wait, his role is head shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Times aren't changing, and people are becoming more accepting of homosexuals. We have women in the military, and that surely leads to temptation. But for the most part, everyone's quite professional about it. Allowing homosexuals to serve openly will increase our recruitment pool and actually simplify things. Just look at the Navy. Hundreds of horny men in steel boxes in the middle of the ocean for up to six months at a time. There has to be a reason those people volunteer for that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a logical answer. <laughs> this coming from some pampered soul in the chair force, <laughs> scoffs Commander Naomi Gennaro, calling in via satellite from aboard a destroyer. Inter-service rivalries aside, ever read some of those ancient sagas about cities being besieged? Those ancient cultures had no problem with homosexuality. Actually... It strengthened their resolve and spirit because they were literally fighting alongside their lovers. And anyone in the service will tell you it's all about the guy standing next to you. Now, what if, just as a hypothetical, based on this, and to counter years of discrimination, we mandate only homosexuals serve in the military? Okay, so only homosexuals serve, not everyone currently serving has to have a homosexual partner in their unit. I so, would imagine you would be yeah. excused if I mean, you didn't want to gay up for the role. I mean, that really cuts down your <laughs> recruitment pool to a very small number of people and then the ones that are from that number of people that are willing to serve. Okay, so all logic says that is insane. But <laughs> some logic... It has merit. If what she says is true... If it's like if you if we can take what you're saying as an undeniable fact, it's an interesting concept. Like the idea, of like this yeah. could be like a, a you know a more loyal and elite force in that regard. Yeah. If you can take everything she's saying <laughs> as she's saying it, well, if if we're saying if we're taking it what she says at face value, like why couldn't men and women? serve in the same and have those same relationships rather than just gay men. Are they That's not? Right. I thought we established in the last one. No, that... so this one is like, is just gay men. Only oh. gay men. Are oh, no, no. I mean, like, are we not currently having women serve? Is that not the current yes. state right now? Currently women yeah, are serving. Women do serve. This yeah. option. Well, she's get, a woman. It would get, oh, true. Would get rid of, only only gay men would be. Okay. Well, only, only gay people. Okay, if your people. aim. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't uh, uh, um, deliberately. Because she doesn't exclude Cut it down lesbians. To men only, excuse me. If your aim is just to make the military as good as it is, so far that option is the only one that potentially increases the quality of soldier. But if your aim is no. to shape your society in a better direction, Absol- it's no. definitely not by 
doing the same thing in the reverse way. It's a combination of two. No, no, it depends what you're after. Are you after a better military or a no. society that's open to everyone? No. Her, 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 her proposal, one of its tenets is to reverse years of discrimination by creating a new by, set of yeah, yeah, where, by where, discriminating where, in the opposite direction. Where yeah. homosexuals were excluded from service, now heterosexuals exclusively will be excluded yeah. from, from, so, from but, service. But she's selling it with the pitch of better army. Yeah, like the Spartans were pretty good. It's probably not just because they had sex with each other. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, their problem was honour. They fought to the death. Oh. And they all died. And my God, they did it honourably, but now they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And their society did not survive. Well. Athens, Athens walked over the ashes of Sparta and said, mm, this will make a lovely holiday spot. <laughs> Yeah. What are the other options? That's interesting, but it doesn't really address the problem, does it? Asks Lance Corporal Wally Merkel, part of your honour guard. Let's look at it this way. Only 10% of the population is homosexual, right? No matter what, the majority will be heterosexual. We want homosexuals to serve, but there will always be a backlash against them. No regulation changes are needed if you just pan a policy where sexual orientation becomes a taboo subject in discussion. It's not like don't it's ask, anyone's... Don't, don't ask, don't tell. It's not like it's anyone's business to talk about the sexual interest in a professional military anyway. This way, homosexuals can serve, albeit quietly, and be quite happy. And the moral conservatives stay happy since the military is still officially anti-gay and free of gays. Of course, if anyone's pulled out of the closet, their career is instantly over, but that's the cost of compromise. <laughs> you hard no. <laughs> it's, it's just impractical. Again, it has. Oh, sorry. I'm just. I know people. I know these. They, they exist, and I'm sure if you're listening, good on you. But some of these options, I just. I can't see the reason behind. That one has merit in the sense that it maintains the status quo, albeit as a facade. Yeah. Uh, while you know, opening up the door here, it solves one problem by creating three more. Yep. I mean, the the whole reason Don't Ask, Don't Tell came in... And it because, only lasted 20 years, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. ...was because there was already discrimination. And yeah. so to say, oh, we don't discriminate. We just don't let anyone talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, we, we're making it... We're, <laughs> we're legislating a non-issue. That's right. And the end. That's right. But it didn't solve anything. No. Shocking. Right? No. Yeah. We're all shocked. Look at our <laughs> shocked when, expressions. Uh, the shock in my voice. <laughs> is, there, is there any more? Or is that a, There's, There is one more. Oh, God. They so keep that's, talking, don't they? It's a, it's a very, you know, conservative attitudes are strong, as we very well <laughs> realize. It costs $122 million to discover just how strong Even it though is. all the main parties are 100% for it. Yeah, but you, have to, you have to exercise the will of the people, Zane. Do you? There you are just, so many polls already you can, done. You can't just use your own moral authority and decide what's right and universal. It's not like people elected you <laughs> to uh, make decisions like this specific thing and that someone made that specific opposite decision not 20 years ago. You know, I've got an election coming up and this is, uh, yeah. yeah, I wash my hands of this. We still have a military? <laughs> Questions your minister of peace, scratching his unruly hair and sm- <laughs> and smelling none too vaguely of patucci. Pa- pa- patchouli. patchouli. Patchouli, my apologies. <laughs> it's not a word I'm familiar with because I use deodorant. Wait, they said that? <laughs> <laughs> you said patucci. I thought of Stanley Tucci. I'm like, your minister of peace smells like Tucci. Yeah, Stanley Tucci oil, yeah. <laughs> Man, I thought we got rid of those war pigs years ago. You know, if you just listen to me and we go with flowers instead of firearms, this whole gaze in the military thing wouldn't be such a buzzkill all the time. Hey, speaking of buzzers, I just got these mighty strong big topian blues from a guy I know. <laughs> I'm on one right now and they are far out. You want to expand your mind with me? No? That's cool too. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was distracted by the drugs. What, what's, he, what's he suggesting? I think that proposal is to disband the military yeah, altogether. Yeah, he said trade guns for flowers. That's what I would go with immediately. Yeah, Zane Strally would go with that one as well. Um, your, hear me out. Your military is a full government operation. 
you say you want to close down your government. Defense. Well, so, so you do want a large government. Is that what you want? No. Well, then get rid of your military no. and get some private people no. in. Yeah. But when that option arises, yeah. I will exercise but this is the first step. But You're shutting down your military. No. His crime rate not, is also through the roof. But the military not, doesn't deal with local crime. No, I'm not eliminating defence for the entire on. country Come without on. without an alternative, <laughs> without yeah. a backup. Flowers. Absolutely. <laughs> let's hope let's hope the insurgents are allergic and have hay fever. <laughs> Maybe like War of the Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, a cold. Now you're getting into biological warfare and that's just as unintentional dirty. biological warfare. <laughs> accidental. I mean, I think the answer's pretty clear. It's the third, the last one. So recapping those options. The problem is that recruitment numbers are down. The armed forces want to boost them. And uh, some people have suggested that relaxing the sodomy laws is the way to do it. I also don't like them being referred to as the sodomy laws, but that's fine. Well, uh, no, I think when they, I think, they were genuinely called sodomy laws, mm-hmm. were they? Anti-sodomy. Well, oh, I know, I'm saying it just feels, it feels <laughs> like a really no, no, no. aged term. Fact, I think even within the last few years, um, a gay couple in Texas was arrested at their home. Yeah. Consensually having sex, arrested and tried under um, a, a sodomy law that was apparently still in effect in Texas. I mean, I'm Queen, sure they were political enemies Queensland with the sheriff or something. Sodomy laws right up until 2015, I want to say. It's it's my understanding that the rule um, saying that uh, an unmarried woman uh, cannot stay in the same hotel room as a man mm. in Queensland, and that has never been repealed. It's just not, not that it's in in effect, yeah. and you know, I don't know the chances of success. Right, of we're getting, that we're one. getting sidetracked. Yeah, well, well, what are the options? Sorry. <clears throat> I completely blanked there for a second. <laughs> so re- recruitment numbers are down. They want to boost them by um, allowing homosexuals in or rather relaxing the laws um, forbidding them. But there are conservative uh, attitudes in the military. So number one, uh, pro, pro-God, pro pro-religion and very anti-homosexuals says don't do it. Yep. Uh, we, can't, we can't have um, you know, people fighting uh, together and training together and wanting to sleep with each other. I mean that's just, just absurd. Absurd. Number two <laughs> is to um, to just do it. Just to say, yep, you're allowed in now and we'll deal with things as they come. The end. The end. Yep. And that's the answer I'm going to go with. Yeah. Uh, I, that's that's it's the only pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. I still, I mean, not for you, but I would have gone the last one. I think, I think Zane Australia would probably still go with that one. Uh, just because they there is always going to be a need for at least some sort of defense force. Unless everyone makes that choice. Then Unless no everyone need. makes that choice. Yeah. But when you're dealing with countries like, well, like... Max Topia. No, no, like Andropolia. Andropolia has a defense force. And so while we are friends with Andropolia, Andropolia might get into an issue where they need support. And if we have nothing to offer then that's it's kind of a, a worldwide balance issue. There's always going to be crime, there's always going to be upset, and there's always going to be a need for that sort of support. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's actually going to war, but whether it's like a disaster, like a natural disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Like you send in your, your troops yeah. to help out. And number two is uh, perfectly in line with the spirit of Andropolia. It repeals uh, regulation. Yep. Um, and it, it opens up a, a vast array of new possibilities. It doesn't mandate that if you're gay, you have to serve. Yeah. I mean, already there's there's national service in Andropolia. Re, you know, yeah. Presumably, yeah. regardless of whether you're you're you're, you're gay, gay or not. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what, what happens? Number three is to ah, quite true. Number three is to mandate that only homosexuals serve as a sort of counter. Um, uh, oh God, what's the word? Counter discrimination. Too many sequence. Too many. Too many. Too many. Um, number four is don't ask, don't tell. And number five is to disband the military. That's not happening either. Because defense is a real thing. You know, people people get taken advantage of. Uh, people have horrible things happen to them. Recruitment posters proclaim the army to be fabulous and fashionable. See? Fair enough. Wonderful. Yep. 
they were definitely going to use that for the only gay serve as well. <laughs> there um, is probably something about hot pants and feathers. There is only one headline. Oh. And it reads, cultural groups celebrate growing acceptance. Well, that's a nice. positive turnout. Yeah. If you are familiar with nation states and you play yourself, you know that once legislation has been passed, you have a vast array of things happening. Going up and down. and I have three changes. Okay, so not... And, and that is the detailed view. Only three changes huh. to, to any sort of measurable number. Inclusiveness is up 3%. Secularism is up 1%. Religiousness down half a percent. Issue over, gays can serve. We're done. Well, Dear Australia. <laughs> Recently on a podcast I was doing, we made a really uh, quite amazing discovery. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't go matter. Go about your business. Do you want me to go next? Thanks. Same. <laughs> yes. Mine's a much lighter issue. I say that. I did not proofread it. Um, <laughs> mine's called Fraternity uh, Furor. No, it's not right. Furor. There we go. Furor. 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 Yeah, not the Furor of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After a drunken brawl between rival fraternities resulted in the deaths of five university students... Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> concerned citizens across South America have questioned whether fraternities serve a purpose in modern society. I'm slightly concerned. <laughs> I'm going to lay the foundation as someone who went to university in Australia where there aren't fraternities. Uh, I find them to be vastly unnecessary. But I'm going to continue. But also living in universities is you're part of the minority if you're doing that in Australia. It's not like the American cultures to where a lot of people well, live on site. You, you can, but they you like don't the, normally. Aren't they the first step in a cult? I assumed so. I mean, you don't have to be a part of a fraternity to go to college. It's not no. a part of the education. But you have It's to just tradition. to. Do things within the like socially. I think it helps people. Yeah, but whereas yeah. here it's and you have to like I've gone out drinking at uni with people that did live in at uni, and I tell you what, they weren't members of any group like that. Like we just don't do that here, from what I can tell. I know the weird uh, American ones. You know, there, where are, they, there are colleges yeah. that get make a little you, little clicky. Yeah, yeah. But these are fraternities within colleges. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, so, that's what I mean. Like UQ has like live-in students yep. and the colleges that they're in. So the boys have like three oh. or four and the girls have three or four. Crazy. Yeah. Unnecessary. All right. Yeah. Sorry, that was just me. That wasn't my first um, option. Dude, you can't ban fraternities, says Alexei O'Hara, member of the Moo Alpha 11s, while crushing a beer against his forehead. Fraternities are like a brotherhood. Sounds charming. They do. They give us a sense of belonging. Sure, some of us may get into a... Uh, <laughs> Some of us may get a little out of hand, but we have the right to hang out with whoever we want. Don't we have like a freedom of assembly or something like that in South America? It's definitely right there. It's a private club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. want to have a private club, yeah. what's the problem? A second, fraternities continue to be an embarrassment to South America's university, muses your geeky nephew <laughs> as he peeks his head over, over a quantum physics textbook. I like him. <laughs> Don't forget that the same guy who shoved me into lockers in high school, sorry, the same guys who shoved me in lockers in high school are the same ones being caught uttering awful chants and participating in hooliganism. College isn't about getting drunk and partying. It's about studying, working hard, and preparing yourself for the real world. Shut the he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of friends yeah. when he's <laughs> shut of the frat houses so our students can study in peace and quiet. No, that's not realistic though. As in, like, I don't, I refuse to believe if that there shut, are parties. If you shut of the the frat houses, there's nothing stopping these guys from assembling and doing that. They just won't be an organization. Yeah, and I also refuse to believe that they're so loud you can't study anywhere. Like, there are libraries. What there is, well, well, what he's saying is that. He, people like him are bullied by these people. Oh, I was just more taking on the point. He's saying, like, they, I need them to stop so other of us can focus on our studies, like, unharmed. And I'm like, oh, I don't, have, I don't believe in the reality where if you want to study, you can't go somewhere to study. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not just crumping on this kid while he's reading I, a textbook. I do have to say, <laughs> because it is being presented, I think you do have to assume what they say is true unless yeah. they present it as an obvious falsehood. Yeah. So... I think you have to assume, assume that, yeah. that it, it is a problem for him because of these people doing these oh, things. I hate my geeky nephew. And if they're <laughs> like literally killing each other, like it's it is a problem. Like 
there is a problem somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, third option. Come now, old sport. You can't listen to this poppycock. Scoffs grey-haired University of Suplexity alumnus Millhouse. Oh, God. I went to a oh. fraternity and I turned out fine. I Me and my three <laughs> lower-income children when I was university. That's his, right, and all seven of my wives say it was perfectly fine for me to do so. His surname is out of this world and being ignored. Um, <laughs> says Greyhead University of Suplexity alumnus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millhouse sporting a sword stick and a hat displaying <laughs> the symbol of the alleged secret society. <sighs> Back in my day, we didn't have these problems with our fraternities. The problem is because you allow any Tom, Dick, or Harry into fine organizations without the proper credentials. Fraternities used to be the only be only. So I can't read today. Be only for the wealthy, and shall we say, Seb America's better citizens. <laughs> Go back to the old ways, and I'm sure these scandals will disappear. Like, okay, as dicky as that sounds, you're allowed to make a club and pick the members in your club. So, like, it's sure. what he's saying isn't terrible, but I, I don't like the part of him like saying only the cultural elite. That, that's, that's discrimination, but also it's a private club. And I think like you should have, if you don't get into yeah, a private club, make your own club. club. Yeah. So, so that's there. Yeah. You're legislating that only that you have to like say pay $30,000 to be a member of a fraternity. Yeah. And finally, the problem isn't fraternities, it is alcohol. Okay. Invokes <laughs> Reverend Joy Love. Some of these young men are part of my flock and otherwise upstanding citizens of society. I'm sure that they would never have become involved in, the violent, in a violent fistfight if it weren't for alcohol polluting their bodies and souls. Instead of punishing the sinner, we must eradicate the sin. Alcohol is the devil's nectar. And it poisons the mind for the good of society. We must ban alcohol. Get out of my office. That's right. Ban alcohol. And then whatever they turn to next, ban that as well. And then ban dancing. <laughs> There's only one option here for me. And then me. looking at each other. <laughs> There's one option here. And it's you can't ban fraternities. <clears throat> like murder is already its own crime. The crime isn't being in a fraternity. The crime isn't drinking. The crime is murder. And that's Bef- already a crime. Before you decide, let me... Put the case for option three. Was three again? Oh, for the, the cultural elite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. University used to be something very exclusive. Yeah. You attended because you were wealthy or because you were really gifted, uh, gifted enough to earn a scholarship in order to, in order to go along. Five, ten percent of the population had a degree. And they got it because they wanted to to study and go there. Today, because it's publicly funded or subsidised at least to a, to a vast degree, um, all loans are, are, are government loans are, are, are made available to people. You have a whole heap of people going along to university. I, I don't want to use the language shouldn't be there but who otherwise wouldn't be pressured, you know, would would have just gotten a job if it wasn't for this sort of subsidisation of their, of their education. They just would have gone into the workplace and, and nature would have taken its course. But because there's this sort of pressure to become a part of the elite and the way you do that is by earning a degree, that's um, correlation without causation. You don't, you don't just become smart because you earned a degree. You know, even though clever people tend yeah. to have tend to have degrees, so a return to what he's proposing. I know he's he's you know proposing to do it along class lines, um, but I would petition for you to get rid of to, to to follow his advice. Wasn't his advice only for fraternities, though, not for? Yes, but Andrew's saying that that would push it in that direction. 
he's, would, he, that would be a yeah. Old, he's say, he's saying benefit. to limit limit um, memberships altogether, and I'm and I'm presuming that that extends to university attendance as well. Yes, well, you can't be a member of fraternity if you're not enrolled. There you are, but you so can be a student. You can be enrolled with that. Yeah, fraternity. Um, I'm just reading over it to make sure there's nothing I'm missing here. I think Zane Australia agrees with you. With going with one? With, with one. Just because, as you said, murder is already a crime. Manslaughter is already a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what they did will be handled under the existing law. Yeah. I think clubs within universities, including fraternities, should only be policed by the universities. If the universities are comfortable with these clubs and their activities being associated with them, then it's up to them. Mm. If they're not comfortable with that, then it's up to them to say, no, you're not allowed to have these kind of clubs. Yeah. Or or if you're in one of these kind of clubs, you can't be a part of the university. Like everyone in these clubs has made the choice to be in this club. Granted, none of them have made the choice to be murdered, but no murder victim has. So there's no yeah. exclusion okay. there for them. Okay, if you had... If you had a group of people who started up a club, let's get drunk and murder people, is the name of the club. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're a part of this club. Murder is illegal. Everybody knows that going in. Otherwise but- known as the Hells Angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but, but they have this free association. They, they, they have this club together and they get drunk and murder somebody. Yes. I, I, I think you have to address would that have happened if this club didn't exist. Mm. Well, okay, so... Are you making you, the assumption that a, being a club gives a power? Like, I, I have friends that I work with that right. I might go and get a drink with. Right. We are by no means a club or a clique. We're a group of friends, but we still have the exact same potential to get drunk and murder someone any night. Yes. That's true. But fraternities are particularly hierarchical. And they also encourage interfraternity feuds. Yeah, like that's just part of the culture. So if that's a part of the culture that you're not comfortable with, then you can get rid of them. If it mm. is something that you think that it's not something you have a say over, then you don't get rid of them. I think that's what it boils down. Yeah, to. and I don't. I mean, a, I don't think I have a say on this because it's their right. <laughs> no, it is their right. Like the whole yes. premise of America is, you just do you. If they want to make a club, that's fine. But if, I mean, making a club. With the aim of harming someone, that's an issue because the, of the rule of you do whatever you want as long as it doesn't bring harm to someone. Right. And that's the intention. But I, I can't – this is like thought police now. I'm getting into like what was your intention when you got drunk that night? Was it to go out and kill someone? I don't – I can't read no, that's, the myth, that's, that's not thought policing. That's establishing a motive for, for yeah, But I can't crime. make the assumption that a fraternity will always do that. I can't. Like there's no, I've, I've no reason to think that's the every every yeah, case. That's, it, no, that's it has to be that's on, true. Yeah, you, that's true. You're saying it has to be on a case by case basis. Yeah, not this one class of people are going about killing people. And of course, oh my God, sorry, you get like football in England, where they're very passionate about that the soccer, true. and team on team rivalries are huge. The fans are rabid. This is like next step. Would I ban? Sporting events That's right. in my city. The, the response is not to ban the yeah. soccer. Do you just police it more, more, more yeah. heavily? Okay. Right. What happens? Oh, I, we all die. <laughs> Probably not. I doubt that's going to be what they say. Uh, fraternities are notorious for drunken hooliganism. Yeah. Well, they yeah. were already were. So. Yeah. so what's the difference? Yeah, Civil rights activists, now we're getting somewhere. Engine room of economy ticking over nicely. Sofa purchases see hefty increase. Handrails should not be optional. <laughs> Coroner opinion. <laughs> Opined? Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, my beverage industry went up 10%. The pizza delivery went up 5%. And nice. obesity pizza went up and beer. 3%. Yeah, pizza and beer. beer. <laughs> um, that's major. Death did, rate did rise 1.1%. Eh. So it went up, but not... That's I mean, all death is bad, but it's not huge. All death is bad, but 1.1% is fine. <laughs> um, as for my downs, health was down 13%. Whoa. Health? Health. Yeah, well, I guess hooliganism, injuries, and uh, uh, I guess quite, drunkenness, yeah, and oh god, yeah, their livers must be yeah having a hard time. Yeah, um, then it wasn't very well spread. Like my next thing was like niceness was down two percent, so it was very nothing overly very strong, which is nice, I guess. Um, yeah, it's really kind of boring result. Intelligence did go up almost a percent though. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I guess more people going to university. Isn't that, that that perfect amount of beer you can drink where they think you get smarter? So they found that. 
Someone where, found where, out. where you get smarter or you think you get smarter? They reckon there's a, there's a level you hit where your brain works a little bit better. Yeah. I'm not an expert. I didn't have my beer today. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have an issue and it's an issue that I personally am very passionate about. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on here. <clears throat> Birds, bees and breeding teens. A study has shown that an Increasing proportion of teenagers in Zane Australia are falling pregnant. (gasps) We need comprehensive sex education to be mandatory in all schools, says Chun-Li Marconi, a teacher while tidying away some diagrams that make your eyes water. The plain fact is that teenagers will experiment with sexual intercourse despite what society or their parents wish. So I say give these kids free contraceptives and make them fully aware of the consequences of their action. Information is what they need, not condemnation. If they ignore it, then hey, it's their own damn fault. Hear, hear. That is 100% Zane Stralia's ideology Right there. There are four other options. So let's see if anyone gets (laughs) higher than 100%. (laughs) Oh, if you give them contraceptive, they, it'll, what, just encourage them to do terrible things, says Hercules Tafts, a religious parent and member of the moral minority. Sure, you are, definitely, yes. And what's with giving them so much information? There's even diagrams, for goodness sake. Have they never heard of monkey see, monkey do? They'll just go try it out. Mark my words. The solution is simple. Girls should be kept at home and away from the monkey house of the lustful impetuousness of young males until they're of marriageable age. Teaching teenagers abstinence and chastity is key. Not giving them step-by-step manuals. That will solve every societal problem there is. Keeping the women together may actually potentially... Not keeping the women together, keeping them at home. Yeah, but then... In the kitchen, away from school. (laughs) Okay, hear me out though. If they're only allowed to mingle with girls, they're going to see it. Their mother and their father. Oh, they're just staying at home? They're they're not mingling with other girls? They're not going to school. They're... Staying at home. No, I was like, it'd be really funny if that like spiked like the lesbian chart. It's like <laughs> this guy would hate that as well. <clears throat> Option number three. However, sex education is taught, it is still social engineering and so undermines parental authority, says conservative moral crusader May Carter. My own son learned that about something called homosexuality <gasps> the other day for shame. We all know that it should be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Jeff. Anyway, my point is that sex education should be dropped from schools and instead be taught by parents the way they see fit. That way, children will get consistent messages and parents, not society, will cop the blame if any of their kids fall pregnant. While that seems reasonable... It's not just the parents that are impacted by increased birth rates and by uh, unintended pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, because, again, health and welfare of the nation. You could go a long way to solving single parenting and unwanted pregnancies by suspending welfare payments under those conditions. I could also, I believe, go a further way by <laughs> distributing free contraceptives. Is that the last option, was it? That was the first. No, no, I've got two more. <laughs> oh, God. No one's asked my opinion yet, says Catherine Gratwick, a teenage mother as she bottle feeds her baby. I think it's perfectly obvious what the cause of teenage pregnancy is. Teenage boys. My son's father is the one that got me into this mess. He's the one who pressured me into having sex, but uh, all the education is focused on the girls. Teenage fathers should be made responsible for their actions for once and be made to join the military so that they can send their wages back to pay for their children's upkeep. If that's not a deterrent, then I don't know what is. That's ridiculous. (laughs) It is ridiculous, but to be fair, good deterrent. Don't get someone pregnant, you'll get drafted. Pretty. I'm not saying I agree with her, 
But if if you're after a fear factor thing, it's pretty but, decent one. I know, I know one is, <laughs> but it's an effective one. <clears throat> I think we've missed the fact that maybe this teenage pregnancy phenomenon is not such a bad thing, says Steve Howell, a famous demographer. We need the population to grow. We need more people of working age. We need more tax for public services, etc. There are plenty of sound demographical reasons why we should be encouraging women to have families. By all means, educate them about the dangers, but I don't think we ought to discourage teenagers from procreating. It's just nature's way, you know. Mm. He makes a valid point. He does. So he's close second, I'm guessing. Well, at least second place for you, right? he's, He's a very close second. Because he cites working and intention. My problem with it there is, is that number one meets compassion, education, and data. And it's kind of a clean sweep. Whereas the fifth one feels a little bit exploitative. Just because it's like, for the good of the nation, these people should have children. I think it should the be... The greater good. It should be for their own reasons that they right. have children. Also, first option, pregnancy aside, there are other issues that can come through sex, like disease, that he doesn't cover, but the first option does. Yeah. So even That's just right. in the health aspects, you're covered there. And government-run sex education is clinical... And boring. There aren't any horny boys or girls in those classes. It's clinical. It's, right here, right it, it, now. It, it, I'm putting both of you on the spot. How <laughs> many? How, well, how many times have each of you looked up, say, penis in an encyclopedia? Oh, you do it. <laughs> oh, you do well, it. Just, 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 I just don't think I have, which is shocking. I must no, have done. No, you look it up, and you hope that it's one of those, you know, encyclopedias with the pictures. Gross, you, I can't remember. Pictures. Honestly, I can't Look, remember the sex ed. One, one of there was a book in in my high school that was notorious for having a <laughs> uh, just a horrible, horrible picture of a vagina. <laughs> like it was, it was not a pleasant image. Was it described as a typical picture? I can't remember reading the words. Was it highlighting a specific I, I, it condition? It was kind of shown to me as kind of like, oh, God. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not that's not right, is it? That's not how that goes. My sex education at my school, I went to a Catholic school, and I kid you not, he, uh, he did a fine job of it. It was not done religiously, but it was done by Brother Matthew. Oh, Brother Matthew. Yeah, or Brother Matt, but anyway. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like... Cool, he's the cool oh, brother. No. He's young. But, like, and he... Didn't like, yeah, he was very upfront about it all, which is surprising because he was quite a young one, but he must have been like 25 or 26 and he was doing it. Well, I just thought it was really hilarious, hilarious that it was actually a, a brother, a priest, oh. like doing it all. But he he wasn't religious about it. Like he was one of those ones, like you're literally in a school to learn. Like he put that okay. all aside and did it. But it's still funny to think like, yeah, the the school talk happened with a priest. Well, I, they I went, can have sex before they join the priesthood. They don't have to be virgins. Oh, so he's a trained teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, so, they, but they do take the vow only after they enter the uh, yeah. uh, the sermon. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, sermon, and he was a trained seminary. Yeah. yeah. And he's a trained teacher. So it yeah. was like, it's just really funny to think back and like, oh, he's wearing his, because they're Franciscan friars where I went. Yeah, so he's yeah. literally wearing his like Jedi robes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So I went, I was, I, just quickly, I went to a state school. Um, and we had our sex uh, sex ed class by the only four teachers that volunteered to do it. Thankfully, they were quite competent and, and, <laughs> and good at it. One of the exercises that we had was in teams of four, we were grouped together, um, you know, group of four boys, group of four girls. Uh, we had the exercise to make shape out of clay the opposite gender's genitalia oh. as a part of... As a part of uh, hilarious. You know, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. 
It's great for education. Oh, I missed that. I'm, I missed all these other things. What did you get on yours? Yeah. It was great. <laughs> then there's the person who's made like and a and 3D printed version of a vagina. That's exactly right. And then there are the absurd standards to which girls expect your penis to, to measure up. <laughs> <laughs> these, are the, these are where the pincers go in. You're like, oh, are they? Uh, is that where the pincers go? Okay. Well, long story short, school children have twice, twi- twice weekly sex education classes. Pedantry on the rise, well-written study says. Government official cuts ribbon on new hospital wing. Economic growth exceeds forecasts and government more helpful than ever before. Huzzah. Big rises, meaning more than 1%. Health up 11%. Oh, wow. Public education up 4 Public health care up 3 Weather up 2 Taxation up 1%. Scientific advancement up 1%. Intelligence up 1%. Big Downs, authoritarianism, which I jumped up quite high last time, uh, is didn't go down nearly as much, but down 14%. But down. Okay. Obesity down one and everything else less than less than a percent. Okay. So authoritarianism so, went down. That was the only negative. Yep. Authoritarianism down oh, and obesity and then health, public education and healthcare and weather up. Yeah. So <laughs> good. I'm glad that we all agree on that one because <laughs> it could have got personal. Uh, so, Patreon issue. Do we want to do a roundup on as to where our nations are? It's tradition now, isn't it? It's only fitting. It is. Oh, do we only do this on the Patreon? I didn't notice. I know. I know you didn't notice. Ah, <laughs> uh, where are we going with? So, just we'll just go to the the your front page, your nation page. So Zane Australia, uh, the People's Republic of Zane Australia is a huge environmentally stunning nation remarkable for its irreverence towards religion, restrictive gun laws and devotion to social welfare. The compassionate, hardworking, democratic population of 703 million Zane Australians enjoy extensive civil freedoms, particularly in social issues, while business tends to be more regulated. Uh, the medium-sized government juggles the competing demands of education, welfare, and healthcare. Average income rate is 43.7%, so static, uh, and much higher for the wealthy. The strong, the very strong Zane Australian economy is worth 49.4 trillion frugals a year, is fairly diversified and led by the tourism industry with significant contributions by beef-based agriculture, cheese exports, and uranium mining. State-owned companies are reasonably common. Average income is 70,000 frugals and evenly distributed with the richest citizens earning only two, point time, two times as much as the poorest. Incredible. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the headlines. Please, Submerica. Okay. The United States of Submerica is a huge, genial nation, remarkable for its complete lack of presence, irreverence... Oh, I can't never speak... Irreverence towards religion and devotion to social welfare. The hardworking democratic population of 706 million Sub-Americans enjoy a sensible mix of personal and economic freedoms, while the political process is open and the people's right to vote is held sacrosanct. The relatively small, outspoken government juggles the competing demands of welfare, administration, and education. It meets to discuss matters of state in the capital city of Suplex City, and the <laughs> average income rate is 18.3%. The strong American economy worth 40 trillion big dollars a year <laughs> is, fair, America. is fairly diversified <laughs> and led by the uranium mining industry with significant contributions from book publishing, wood chip exports and automobile manufacturing. The average income is 56,655 big dollars and evenly distributed with the richest citizens earning only 4.7 times as much as the poorest. And I think that's as far as you went. Yep. The Andropolians are economically backward. Oh, no. <clears throat> reading, it's reading. Exciting start. You two. Uh, you oh, two just are... comparatively. Like, it doesn't cool. say that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things let's, are on fire. <laughs> let's face it, it may as well say that. <laughs> so the Confederacy of Andropolia is remarkable for its compulsory military service, rampant corporate plagiarism, and reverence towards religion. The hard-nosed, hard-working, democratic uh, population of 716 million enjoys a sensible mix of personal and economic freedoms, while the political process is open 
and the people's right to vote held sacrosanct. The tiny government juggles defence, law and order, and health care, with an income tax rate on average at 8.6%. The economy, uh, Zane Australia's is 40, 48 trillion. Uh, 49.4 49.4 And mine's 40 America's 40 The Anthropolean economy worth 34.5 trillion amples uh, Led by uranium mining uh, With tourism, infotech and arms manufacturing as major contributors The average income is 48,000 amples um, Evenly distributed with the richest Earning only four times as much as the poorest Rag-wearing teachers are often mistaken for homeless people because we got rid of the teachers' unions. Arbitration is mightier than the sword because we did not allow duelists to kill each other in fields. And the government is allowing greater autonomy for some regions in the hopes of quelling growing secessionalist movements. All right. Crime um, is still moderate. So I asked, I asked this before. Uh, do either of you are top 5% or top 10% in the world for anything? I got a couple of top sixes. Uh, a top six for political freedoms and mining, seven for integrity, and then my next one's 12. The Andropolians, top seven world, worldwide for mining, and that is it. Everything else is top 13% or, or, or below. Yeah. Uh, so Zane Australia is top five in the world for cheese exports and agriculture. Nice. Top 10 for pacifism and safety. Beautiful. On the inverse, what are you guys the worst in? Because it could be good as well. So, like, for example, I'm the top 93% of corruption, which is very good. <laughs> uh, I'm 93% weaponization and 85% defense forces. I'm 91% defense forces and 90% arms manufacturing. But weaponization, I can't see, which is weird that that would be so different to... My army size and everything, but yeah. Uh, the Andropolians are bottom 10% for government size, trout fishing, and retail. Not big shoppers mm. in Andropolia. Oh, I don't Hard have a weapon. Hard-nosed, hard-working. And so I guess three big ones, civil rights, economy, and political freedom. What are we sitting at? Is the pie graph? Uh, no, it's, it's your, uh, your trend. So it should be the first one that comes up. There was a big jump in Andropolia in political freedoms. I think when we allowed for direct election of Supreme Court judges yes. by the population. Yeah. Um, after that, it has increased marginally. Um, the economy has is unfortunately trending downwards since since we started playing, and civil rights have trended upwards slightly, but relatively flat. So in Zane Australia, civil rights. Started out at 63 and they've gone pretty steady up to 73 now and they've kind of plateaued. Same with political freedoms, starting out with 73 and are now sitting on 78. Right. Economy started out at 31 and has risen quite a bit up to 78. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's a real success story. Uh, political freedoms is on 84 for me. Economy is on 65 and I can't click on the other one because it's so close to economy, but it must be like 64. Right. I can't get. I can't click civil rights, but yeah. That's how uh, we're sorry, going so far. I didn't realize you wanted numbers. Uh, uh, so, no, that's quite right. Uh, civil rights are at sixty-seven for Andropolia. Um, economy is at. Oh, don't do this, Internet. Are you on the NBN? I am not on the NBN. Oh, Malcolm. Well, clearly, clearly, that's an issue. You I'm should not get on the NBN. I'm not so allowed can, to be on the NBN, so I can complain about it. <laughs> The economy has uh, decreased from 72 at the start of the game, um, sitting just at 58 at the moment. Okay. Can we just do one check? Because I'm curious because you've been trying to shrink government size. Yeah. Uh, can we check government sizes? Yeah. yeah I sure. just want to get a comparison because I know that's been the main yeah. focus of Andy. Actually, uh, just before we started recording, we were just um, looking around the, the charts here. And despite Andropolia's moderate crime rate, and crime has sort of been in the headlines and it seemed to have been increasing this whole time. Yeah. It's actually been trending down the whole time yeah. we've been playing. It's yeah. just that they really love to steal shit. <laughs> and you like to let them. <laughs> All right, one more time. Uh, so Zane Australia's government started out at 13.3. This is the Bureaucratic Comprehensiveness Rating Scale Index. Yes. 
and we're currently sitting on 16.12. A flat seven, and we started the game at 7.3. Okay, I started at 10.15, and I'm currently on 11.05. So it's gone up, but... So your government has grown slightly. Mine's grown slightly Yours as well. Grown Mine slightly. has gone up and down a few times, but it's yeah. definitely on the uprise. Uh, my government is down about 3% from the start of the game. All right. Okay. Well, that has been our Patreon-only episode this week. We hope uh, you like this numbers. month. <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I guess that's an interesting way to see how we've progressed so far. Uh, yeah, listen in on our regular feed for the next the next one, which won't be as sexy as this one, probably. <laughs> uh, as always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. The People's Champion Sebastian of the United States of Seb America, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I have been El Presidente Jefe Grande Andrew Schossler of the Great Confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Until next we meet, gentlemen. Farewell. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.